Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all from the latest celeb drama to the best movies to TV shows that we're so obsessed with right now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jordana, and Aileen is in Hawaii, so it's just us. We've got some pop culture news, but also big week for finales. My Wednesday was very exciting. Best day. Best right? day. Good this TV. This week at least. Yeah, so we had the finale of both Tell Me Lies and Real Housewives Beverly Hills. And so I feel like, you know, just because it's the end of those seasons, we should give our full takes. Yeah, I'm especially excited to talk about Tell Me Lies since we haven't done that since early on. And yeah, I mean, we we got to do Beverly Hills after this extremely dramatic season. So we'll we'll do those. If you don't like Beverly Hills, skip ahead. But after that, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift and maybe some other some other topics. So first of all, what's new? Everyone in this podcast is always going to Hawaii. Um, so <laughs> it's the you know we can't know, well now that the Cayman Islands are are stigmatized. You know, yeah, need to find an alternative spot. Right. Well, I'll let you know when I book my I'll, I book my trip, but um, I don't have anything booked just yet for Hawaii. Are you doing anything for Halloween? I don't know. I mean, obviously having friends over on Saturday, but like not specifically for Halloween. Not costumed. Not costumed. But then I'm like, why would we help people over and not have them be costumed? Like it seems dumb. Seems like a missed this opportunity of all weekends. Right, this weekend. But then I'm like, is that annoying to? You know, I don't know. But then if we're going to have people be costumed, I feel like we should invite more people. I don't know. Just now you've heard my whole stream of consciousness. Are you doing anything exciting for Halloween? I have no Halloween plans this year. I feel like all of the Halloween plans I've ever had have been Avi's birthday or other, like no one's throwing a party. Well, maybe we can make this Avi's like belated birthday and like you can come be costumed and I'll just make it like more of a thing. But, you Uh, know. Don't don't do that. I don't feel like coming in. Okay, fine, (laughs) fine, fine, fine. I won't make it. A thing. And then You're if you do that, I'm going to be I'm going to be more upset if you do it because um, what if it's not I'm going to have FOMO situation? Same. OK, fine. <laughs> fine. I won't invite you then because you weren't invited in the, oh, in the well. first place. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. But yeah, costume. I feel like here's the thing about do you think people want to be in costume? I think if I heard about a costume party like October 1st that was going to be happening for Halloween, I would be really into it because I have time to like think about it. I don't have to. There's no like urgency of getting the costume. So I would let it, I would have time to like think into my head. When there's a costume party like less than a week away, I'm, it's more stressful than fun. I see your point. Yeah. I mean, we, this was a very last minute. I mean, it's not even a costume party. It's not even a party. I'm just turning it into a party. I'm not even invited. (laughs) Yeah. I'm literally, it's not even like my thing. It's like really, you know, it's like obvious side of the family of the friends, you know? Well, this will be your practice round. Next year, you could have a big Halloween party. I'll let you know by October 1st. Yeah, that probably we yes. will because it'll be his 30th birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Obviously, so we'll do 30th Halloween bash. I love exactly. it. Exactly. That'll be the plan. And yeah, so now you know more than more than a year in advance. So great. I'll start thinking of my costume. I would have to think of the pop culture references. What do you think are going to be the big costumes this year? Probably tell, I was going to call you tell me lies. Don't worry, darling. Probably like Barbie. Hmm. What other things happened? What was like topical? 
don't even know. Little Miss? Um, <laughs> Little Miss oh, Miss. yeah. Totally. People will be the Little Miss memes. Maybe like Uncut Gems. Maybe. Oh, Julia Fox. Will be Julia Fox. Euphoria. Oh, I feel like that you could do every year, though. But it'll be like this year's Euphoria. Like right. the iconic scenes from this year. Hmm. What else are people watching this year? You'd think we would know since we talk about it every right. week. I don't know. Well, if you guys, I, I'm sure, well, you know what? We can recap it next Anna week. Anna Delvey, maybe? People will be Anna Delvey. Yeah, it's hard, though. It's like, it's very hard to make that, like, so obvious who you are. Nicole Pellegrino did it in that video. Right, but she had the accent. So, it's like, picture-wise, it's hard to see. Anyway, let's, when next week, after we see all the costumes, we will go over, like, the most clever ones, which will not be from us, because I am not dressing up again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, so much fun. This is such a weird it's a, it, especially for us it's like childless 33-year-olds like not a ton going on in the Halloween universe. It's like almost weirder if you try as hard as you as you're allowed to try when you're younger or when you have kids when you're like Yeah, so I'm saying it's kind of like I'm just waiting out the weird years and then eventually I think it'll be fun again, but I'm not trying to force it. Right. Okay. Fair. I would dress up if there was like a reason to dress up, you know? Same. But it would be like, it would have to be like a, a, a planned faraway party. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and it's helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Let's discuss Tell Me Lies, our favorite show. Okay, spoilers ahead. We finished, we both finished the finale. Do you want to talk about just generally your thoughts overall on the show and then we can talk about the specific, this this past episode? It's really weird having read the book because you read the book while we were in Park City and then recommended to me and then I read it and I finished it like, Shortly after that, it was very easy, quick, fun read. It's kind of hard for me now when I think about it to remember which parts are like from the book and which parts are from the show because they're very different. But like sometimes they sometimes they come together, but not in like the same chronological order or anything like that. The main difference, I think, in the book that is different than the movie, which I think is more realistic in the book, is that in the book, he never really dates her. And in the show, and I don't know why I'm saying movie. In the show, they are dating, or at least up until this up until this episode, they're dating. Well, okay, I think it's like a little unfair for us to like bring in you know the show versus the book. But in the book, there is a part at which they're more serious, like that second semester of her freshman year, and then at that party, like the luau party, that's the one where he gets into the. Uh, the, like van. Right, the Uber or the van. Right, right, right. The, the, that was the like that. Safe van. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was like the equivalent of that in my mind. Yeah. That was like meant to be the equivalent. And they were more serious, which is why it made it so much worse and like more offensive when he then just like gets back together with Diana at the party that they're there together. But they weren't like saying I love you. Right. They weren't saying I love you in the book. But either either way, I think this makes it make more sense in the context of the plot of the show. In the book. He gets back together with Diana. Like this scene with the luau happens way earlier in the year. And then he's just no, cheating. No, it was like a spring break. It was at the end of the year. I don't think so. I think it happens early, whatever. It happens earlier in the year. And then he's cheating on Diana with Lucy for like the right, the end, t- until the end of the year. Like it's like a secret thing. Was it? I would have to like go back and look. But either way, in this show <laughs> that everybody was, and that everybody watched. Yeah. I feel like that was like, did you feel that that was realistic that he would literally switcheroo? Here's the thing. Based on the show, not based on the book. Because they were saying, I love you. And because they were, he made it, I think it it seemed like a, a fairly public declaration of like being with her. I don't think it would have been, it was that realistic that he would just like be holding hands with his ex, leaving the party at that exact moment like i think the book is much more realistic again in that way of like it's a little more nuanced in that way like this was a little too blatant for me i do believe that her hooking up with the other guy was realistic right that that surprised me and and ultimately the way that they did this makes sense if they want to have a second season which obviously they do because of course they want to have a second season because now it gives you a question of like well how did they get to Brian Evans wedding from the end of freshman year when like Lucy secretly hooks up with Evan and and Stevens with Diana and Lydia, Lucy's friend, is just not even really in the picture and like not at school with them. So who is Lydia? Lydia's Lucy's best friend from home. And she calls her, they remind you who she is. Okay. You remember they like Oh, I thought she was texting break. like her sister. I was confused. No, that's her. Um, that's her. So, you know, do you remember over winter break? She like punches that guy. That's Lydia's ex-boyfriend. Okay. And then Lydia, they're best friends, but from home. And then they show her catching up with her. Right. In the beginning of the episode. And then in the end of ep- the episode, Lydia shows up as Steven's fiance at Brian Evans. Wedding. Right. I wonder how, I mean, that also seems relative. Also the fact that. Stephen would be engaged to 25. That's what, oh my gosh. Very unrealistic. Or like 27. I'm so happy you brought that up because that was actually what I was going to ask you. Do you think a guy like that would be engaged by 27? They're actually 25 though, if you think about it. Because if they're they're our same age and this is 2015 is the flash forward. No, Lucy's our age, but Stephen's two years older. Okay, fine. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I don't think he would be. Right, like wouldn't he still be like, Sticking girls around. And she would also already know that. She right. Would be like it wouldn't so be surprised. like a surprise for her to see. Although in 2015, maybe it would. No, no. there's Instagram. Facebook. She would hear. Yeah. Facebook. Facebook. You would definitely see it on Facebook. Yeah. I don't think it would be a surprise. Nothing's a surprise. Nothing. You never find anything out when you like see a person. I guess if you blocked them on every platform and told your friends not to tell you anything. Maybe. I like, do not believe that, sh- that it would be a surprise. She clearly knew that they were right. engaged. Maybe he thought they wouldn't. She wouldn't see them. I don't know. It shouldn't have been such a surprise to her, right? Yeah, no, I agree with that. The show overall, very good, although kind of bad. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Brie is like the only likable character. Who, who, who you would like in real life. I don't know. I feel like we would have been friends with a lot of those people. Not just but no, I mean, like, now. Let, <laughs> yes. now. Yeah, now. Now. In college. It makes, I think the show is like a realistic depiction of college in like 2008. And the kind of like awfulness that everyone indulged in. Absolutely. That's what we love so much about it. That's why I'm watching it Tuesdays night, Tuesdays at midnight. Um, so the ending also implies that Steven ultimately gets away with covering up Macy's murder. So do you have any predictions for like what we're going to see in a second season? Because like there's I just where find they're going to go with that. Here's my guess what they're going to show us in the next season. They're going to do like both flash forwards and present day things. And sorry, sorry, sorry. Flashbacks to like explain how this happened. Like, how did, you know, all of these relationships play out to get to Brie and Evan's wedding? And then I think they're going to maybe do like present day where maybe Lucy is so mad that she wants to ruin Steven's life still. And maybe she tells on him for the car crash. Well, she clearly keeps referencing the fact that she like has this information on him. She just like keeps saying it. Like over and over again. Well, because like, he this. keeps like making her right. But I'm saying, like, clear. If I were him, I would be like very worried about that. That's what I don't get. It yeah. almost seems like that's almost why he dated her because yeah, she yes. has right because she has this information. I was wondering if you thought that as well because I don't. I almost don't see like what would have changed his mind other than that. Right. You know what? I also I really like. I really liked the conversation that Macy had with him in the car. Right before um, yes. she dies, or she's like, you know, is there a chance that you would ever date me? Because I, you know, you, you're taking this girl, you're taking Lucy on a date, and also, I mean, like the idea that it would be her roommate. I can't tell. I feel like they're trying to make Stephen like a little bit more sympathetic in the show than in the book. Like he feels bad. Yeah. He feels bad for shit on the show, and he doesn't feel bad for anything in the book. Well, the difference is that in the this is like a. We're watching it as like a third-party narrator. That's how the show is shot. But the book was like their internal monologue, each right. of them. So like it's a little harder to really understand like the full evil of his intent, mm-hmm. I think, from just the show. Even though he like, he like drives back to like the spot where she died and is like crying and upset or like they show, they try to make like they show the stuff with his mom who's like, manipulative and like really mean to him and uses money to control him. I think that that like all those things they've really added on to make him less evil feeling. Right. It would just be hard to show how evil I think he would be too evil almost for like a college kid. I don't know. If he were. Like, they're all she's like it's funny because like the friends hate him and Lucy's like obsessed with him. But I mean he did do the thing he um when he dips the camera that was yeah. like pretty fucked up. He That's does true. pretty evil. He, he they do show him as like pretty evil. Like when he's like with Wrigley in the um in the sauna, he's right. like just weird. He really is like a pretty weird fucking creepy. He does guy. this weird what thing where he's like always oh, like whispering. Hi. Yeah. Like, Hi. What's what's going on? What? <laughs> it's I like a very so it's like gross. a breathy whisper. Yeah, I find him yeah. like really gross. I don't see why any of them are friends with him. But then it's like, I, why are any of them friends with each other? I kind of, I almost like don't, I feel like he's like too like squirmy 
I think the cast, like, I think he's good in the casting, but there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if anyone would really find you attractive. But I guess that's sort of part of the whole thing. But you do see how they would. Right. And she even says, like, I didn't even think he was that attractive. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, maybe I'm more attracted to him. It almost makes it better that he's not. That's true. We don't find him attractive because we can now really be like, why are you doing this? Right. But I get why she would. I think that makes sense. Of course. Of course. It makes sense from her perspective. A hundred percent. Yeah. I liked when he was like, your whole summer plan is just waiting around for me to fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) It was very funny. Yeah. There was a lot of insight in like those types of, in that conversation and the one that with Macy, like you said. Yeah. But I felt her like confrontation about it really, you could see the way she felt. I thought the way that they portrayed her like small role was actually really, really very accurate too. Yeah. I like that, that role. I mean, she's very pretty. So I think that was like, I was almost like they feel like they could, should have cast someone a little bit less attractive, but I could see like sort of what they were doing there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think he really knew it was her roommate? It was Lucy's. It was Macy's roommate that Lucy was Macy's roommate. I guess how would he know? But that's sort of like not even the point. Right. Right. The way he texted back. Right. Like, was so gaslighting. was your roommate. Chill. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. But like the way it looked like on text just felt like so real. Also, I just love that they're BBMing. Me they're too. Really just- Ugh. Can we get a Blackberry? I want one. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase that's b-e-i-s travel.com slash betches should we move on to real housewives of beverly hills yes the finale okay i had a lot of thoughts mostly about the obviously about the kathy hilton thing okay spill your thoughts okay my thoughts are that kathy hilton 100 said and did everything they're saying she did There's no way she didn't use the F word. There's no way she didn't go through that entire rant and say all of that shit. I 100% believe that. I hate to say it because I hate Rinna. So I hate to admit that. But Kathy is clearly in a deny till you die mode. Just like, but she's like not that good at it. Like her body language, you could tell that she's lying just like by the way she's saying things and by the like her body language. But I also agree that Rinna is like blowing it up was very excited that she said that not traumatized as she said and is loving that she got to use this against her but there's no way kathy didn't say all of that 
Yeah, I'm in 100% agreement. I actually went on mention it all this morning, and I've literally just had this exact conversation. conversation. Okay. 100% nailed it. It's like she obviously said all those things. Obviously, everything Rinna's saying does happen to be true. But because Rinna's the messenger, right. and because Rinna's obviously not blowing this up from any sort of like genuine place or traumatized place, she's, like you said, excited to be able to like have 100%. seen this and thinks that she's like hit gold in terms of, you know, her role in this. But still, she came out. Kathy came out on top of, I thought Kathy came out on top. She did because Rinna, she's lying. <laughs> right. No, but even Kathy didn't even lie well, but Rinna, Rinna's own like credibility and like her whole way and the fact that she tried to make herself this like martyr for bringing it up, like I'm going to get cancer if I keep it in, like yeah. shut up. Like just the way that she brought it about, like made it, made the delivery so not effective in that, so that Kathy was able to like deploy her, you know, you know, machinations and and come out on top ultimately. But Kathy lied during her whole thing too. Like when she showed her phone and she was like, oh yeah. Oh my text. It's like, oh okay. she deleted it. You yeah. deleted it, Kathy. It's like <laughs> right, right. You deleted it, Kathy. And then Andy sees that it's like at Brina. But like even though like the facts that almost opinion, proved that she was lying. Like it did. Because it's just like that's just a bad way to clearly the text can exist on someone else's phone. That's just a stupid way to lie. Who I can't believe someone like let her go out there with that line because it's so dumb and it's like so obvious. Those texts, yeah. I don't have them. Yeah. I don't have them on my phone. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like not enough was made about that. Like, Kathy, you just lied right now. Yeah. It's like, you know? it's funny because it's kind of like, it's like the way someone would lie if they just didn't understand technology at all. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It'd be like someone denying that they were like the father of a child, not knowing that you can like, easily get a dna test right exactly <laughs> it's like such a i i to, it's totally i totally agree but i still think she did a really effective job like i think that despite that i mean what else was she get, you think she should have told the truth no way no 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 no. i mean but people can be in deny till you die mode and suck at it and even right. though she sucked at it she still was effective like i can't explain it like it still worked it's because it was lisa rinna you're right. Like yeah, if it was Garcelle who was like saying that she said all this shit, I think that Kathy would not come up. Like Rinna has a terrible repu reputation. She does bully every single she person. She has no credibility. Um, she has no credibility. They, you know, they did play the montage of her abusing, abusing um, Kim. So I think it's almost like because we want to hate Rinna, we're letting Kathy actually get away with like, and again, it doesn't, I mean, like, it's fucked up to use that word and to say those things, but th there's still a weird thing in your, like, inside you that's kind of like, I'm still not rooting for Rinna. I don't know. No, no, no. Right. It's like, I'm not rooting for Rinna because not only, even though it's true, I don't think she, like, brought it to light for the right reasons in any way. And it's like, it is kind of malicious that she is messing up Kyle's relationship with her sister so that she can, like, get more time on TV and make Kathy look bad to kind of get the heat off of her and Erica. Like, that's all true. But at the same time, I do think on the shallow end of reality TV, Kathy Hilton comes out on top. But in reality, I feel like I know that Kathy Hilton's, like, terrible person. Crazy. Because, yeah. A, like, this, she obviously said all those things and thinks all those things. Yeah. She's obviously really good at weaponizing her image to make herself innocent 
And now she's completely icing Kyle out, which is really fucked up because she said those things about Kyle. So it's like, you're mad that someone told the truth about you and you want me to like, you want your sister to like kiss your ass and defend you when literally the thing that's at issue is that you were a huge bitch about your sister. It's just like, I mean, it's so clear that they have this dynamic, this like kind of toxic dynamic where Kathy is like, so has, has so much power over Kyle. Like she wouldn't Mm -hmm. stop crying. She wouldn't do the toast. Like, Mm-hmm. She clearly is like very triggered by whatever this by like the idea that her sister is mad at her is like a very like intense triggering thing for her. People, other people have been mad at her on this show. She's never been like having a breakdown yeah. IRL. So clearly Kathy still has this like intensive power over her. And she never really said, I mean, she doesn't really say negative things about Kathy even still. Because Kathy does not stand for even a single negative thing. like. Kathy doesn't, this is the thing. Kathy has power because by the threshold theory, she has like no point at which she would mind losing Kyle as much as Kyle minds losing her. And she weaponizes that to basically, in my opinion, like silence Kyle from speaking her, speaking her truth, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, from speaking about their mom, from like getting upset at the reunion. and. Kyle is so afraid of being like iced out by her sister who can fucking live without Kyle, you know, that she like is just in a really hard position, I think. But the truth is Kathy is like, they didn't speak for years and it affects her daughters. It affects their, you know, they have Kim and there's probably a lot of like guilt and like pain from their thinking about her mother and she now knows that, like, they were leaving that with maybe another several years of, of arguing ahead. And that's why I think she was so upset because she knows that Kathy's capable of, like, just never fucking speaking to her again. Right. And also that she, like, kind of secretly hates her. That's another thing. They both secretly hate each other. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. But clear again, they both hate each other, but Kathy has the power. So, like, right. That's another... Thing. And I mean, it's funny because I feel like that's definitely some like leftover shit from their childhood, whatever dynamic they had back in the day. I think how many years older is Kathy than Kyle? Like, I want to say like 10. Right. Which is like a pretty big age gap in terms of like seeing someone almost it's like your mom is mad at you. It, it feels yeah. if someone that big of a gap is like, it's kind of like it's like your parental. They figure. also have different fathers. Like right. they're half sisters. Yeah. She so I'm sure there's. Are, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of layers in that. And then I think it's probably like, especially as she was growing up, Kathy Hilton marries into the Hilton family, has like not only like emotional power, but like objectively larger power, more, much more fame, famous children. And then like now they're in this weird state where like Kyle's sort of on the same level as her. And I don't think Kathy like particularly enjoys that. Yeah. Especially with the whole Mauricio, like whatever Kathy's husband thing was. I'm sure there's like, this is like sort of, I think the symptom of like the underlying things, which is just about like the power, wealth, fame dynamic between them. And I think Kathy's like not through. Otherwise, why would she be on the show? Right. Right. Well, apparently that is what, that's what Kathy said in her rant. Like I made Kyle, like everything that Kyle has is because of me. 
that was literally like what well, was that's how they got on the, the show content of the rant that's like kind of true a little bit that's how she got on the show the story of she and kim is an interesting dynamic because they are paris hill like when you think about when the show started 13 years ago they're the aunts of paris the hilton. aunts of paris hilton they're right. like it's tangentially related and they're like they always pretend it's like about them being like child stars, but like no one who watches this knew or give a shit about that. No, I'm really. sure the older women like who watched the show did, but like they weren't that famous ever as like child actresses. It's not like Kim they was were, pretty like, famous. Okay, Kyle wasn't. She wasn't, but <laughs> the point is they weren't like household names. The reason they were like marketable as like more interesting is because of Paris Hilton. Right. So I mean. It's not like completely untrue. Is it a nice thing to say? No. Well, it's also like the Mauricio Rick stuff as well, because Mauricio apparently like took a lot of Rick's clients when he's to start the agency. Right. And that's why they weren't invited to Nikki's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And that lasted like years, those issues. So that's why Kyle is like devastated. And that's why when Kathy didn't say like, oh, I will definitely be at Farrah's wedding, like Right. All those things were really, I don't know. I would yeah. hate to be on the wrong side of Kathy Hilton. I'll just say I that. mean, Kyle should work through her, like, issues with, like, her weird, like, triggered nature by her sister, like, in therapy. Because she could easily just go through this fight and be like, all right, you don't want to, like, you're mad at me? Fine. That's just not who Kyle is. No, but it's not who Kyle's is because she clearly hasn't, like, worked through this weird childhood dynamic where she, like, is so, it's almost like. It's a guy she's dating that's like not texting her, withholding like or like saying he's not. You know what I mean? He's like she's he's like withholding affection. She react her reaction and her like stream two hours of crying over this thing like reminded me of like myself in a romantic in an early romantic dynamic where you're like obsessed and devastated. It's all she could think about. Yeah, no, I mean that that type of upset only comes from something that's like a really deep or comes from somewhere really deep. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, I'm interested to see next season. Yeah. I wonder if they'll all still be on. That show really turned itself around. I feel like it was really boring for many years. And then this past few seasons, it's been great. Tom Girardi stealing from victims and widows and orphans. Great for the show. Really changed <laughs> everything. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. 
Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You want to talk about Taylor Swift's Midnight's album release? Sure. Did you listen to it? I listened to most of it. I didn't listen to the 3 a.m. ones, yeah. but I listened to the original ones. I really liked Antihero, the, clearly like the, the fan fave. And I liked um, Vigilante shit. Same. Same. And that was like about Midnight it. Midnight Rain. Eh. I love that one. Maybe is that was that on the 3 a.m.? No. Okay. It was like the one with like sort of the weird vocals. I don't know if that was maybe a listen. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I liked it too. I felt that it was like, it's definitely like a good album, like a, a really good album. I don't think it's like her most memorable. And I think it's, I just don't think it's going to be her like most memorable or legendary album at the end of the day. I think her most legendary albums might be behind her unless she like really changes things up. I don't think that's true. I think like, I know you weren't a huge fan of Folklore and Evermore, but like that was a, that was like a huge artistic achievement. I still am not, don't really get those. Just because, yeah, but that's just just because it's not like your taste. Like she was able to create sort of like a new narrative style that was like really, really unique. It's like these two-part albums. They're like, they sort of stand apart from the rest of her, her work. That's like, I, I think that was like a very big, when we look back, people like see that as like a big piece of her career that's like very special and unique and that people love. Hmm. I just don't think this is like for me. No, I like it. It's for me. Oh, oh, you're talking about folklore for me. Yeah, yeah, folklore and evermore are not for you. Midnight's, I feel like is like, I don't know. I just I don't know if I feel it's gonna have like the legs that some of the other albums had. It's got a couple good songs. I mean, I haven't really thought about like the artistic integrity of whatever they are. I just think about it like, do I like the songs or not? I liked a couple. Yeah, I liked it. But that's why, like, right. you only liked a couple. Like, they're same. Like, I, when I go back and play them, like, I play Lavender Haze, Midnight Rain, Vigilante Shit, Antihero. Those are the ones I like, play over and over again. But, yeah, it's, it was good. I loved um, in Vigilante Shit the callback of the Yael and Scooter Braun, um, Yael Cohen Scooter Braun drama. And all I want to know is what information Taylor 
fed Yael that got her like a good divorce settlement. Oh, you think that's about her? I didn't even get that. It has to be. Like, that because it was, okay, on one of the songs in, um, you know, in folklore, Mad Woman, she sings about like Yael and Scooter Braun. Is that how he cheats on her? True. That's like, I mean, it's like a pretty, I mean, Taylor's never been like, yes, I'm confirming this, but it's pretty much like acknowledged. How would she know? Because her whole thing, her whole issue, her fight is with Scooter Braun. Right. But how would she know that he's cheating on her? Because it's like a pretty known thing. It's like open secret type of thing. Allegedly. Yeah. But like, you know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, you're saying it for me. Yeah, allegedly. Yes. That he allegedly cheats on her a lot. And Interesting. Huh. That's why it's like her. Now it makes her sense. Her lyric is like, picture me thick as thieves with your ex-wife. Right. Now oh, she's got funny. your kid, kids home, house and they got the pride. Right. She looks pretty in your bends. still think that anger was like a little, Which? a little intense. Her anger at Scooter Braun. I really think we have pub- no idea what happened. Really on a public mission against him. I think pro- he's probably on a mission against her too. Maybe his is just more subtle. I think she's, I mean, she even says it in one of the songs. She like calls herself like Machiavellian and yeah. cryptic, which true, but I think he's like a douchebag pretty much. From what Potentially. I, I wonder um, if she feels really vindicated by the fact that Kanye is like over. I don't think he's over, but I'm sure she does. Well, bad week for him. Oh, Yeah. And he oh, showed up at Skechers yesterday. Oh, yeah. And then, and they escorted him off the property. It's so funny that he would go to Skechers. Like, they're the most, like, wholesome. I think of them as, like, you know, like. Maybe that's family, why he went there. Family, purity. Like, it's just very funny to me that it was, like, I know who's going to be Like, going this. to Oshkosh Bagosh. Right. Or, I don't know. It's just limited to. <laughs> Kanye for yeah. limited to. They're over. Honestly, I think they're though, done. But. Maybe that's why he did it. Because he knew it would be thing that people would talk about and um yeah but here's the thing adidas is still selling in 2023 they're gonna start selling his stuff it's just not gonna be under his name like it's just gonna be adidas yeah but kanye's not making any money from it so like who cares yeah but like adidas is i mean you know it's funny with adidas because i didn't even know they were a german brand me either until i just did a little wikipedia search and you find out that like they're making shoes for the nazis Well, now do you see, now you have to admit, like, their logo does give a little bit of, like, an SS vibe. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I think they came up with a logo after, but I could totally imagine it being influenced. Also, Puma is, like, there were two brothers, and, like, the other, they got into a fight, and one of them left and made Puma. Puma. So, (laughs) Puma's probably just being quiet, just hoping no one's, like, reading anything. Puma's like like an ex-Nazi living in Argentina, like, don't look at me. Yeah. And they had, um, I think they had like eight forced laborers uh, what? making the shoes. Eight? Eight, which is a lot less than, um, I think Volkswagen, I was reading up also, had, um, they had like 20,000 like Jewish slave laborers making Volkswagens back in. Oh, you're talking about during the Holocaust. Yeah, not okay, now. I'm like right no. now they have eight people. <laughs> no, back in the day. And then Volkswagen had like a ton, but I think they did do some like reparation stuff back in the 90s. Yeah, no, most, I think like Germany, the country and like the companies within it and just German society, like 
they're pretty remorseful from what I can tell. Yeah. You know, generally they're not like, they're not Holocaust denying. They're not saying like, fuck you. We're not giving you, um, you know, they're they're down to, yeah, they give, they're down to, I think like rectify their wrong. So. Right. I just think it's funny that like, it's almost like they had this whole history that no one really like thought or knew about and like wouldn't probably still wouldn't even know about, but it's just like by do it by, by taking this long to respond, it comes out. It took them like 20 days. I'm surprised that people didn't say, notice it like earlier, you know? Right. I, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I guess the law, the law, because the longer it is, the longer it's like a thing. Right. Well, it's also, there are some companies that are like more associated with, I think the Nazis, like, Volkswagen, Mercedes, like they're, and I think that like, I don't know, it's weird how Adidas and Puma were able to get kind of like out of that, the shadow of the Nazis. Well, they don't, maybe that because it's not like, I think if you think about like, you don't think about where your shoes come from, which country really besides like Birkenstocks maybe or something, but you're not, you're like cars, you kind of think about like where, like what country they're from, like an Italian sports car or like, you know, like. A German car or like a Japanese car or something like that. I think there's more like a it sort of go, plays into their status as like yeah, you're right. Whereas shoes are, I don't, you know, shoes, yeah, but not sneakers. Yeah, like like high end shoes, not like yeah. sports wear. Yeah, Italian leather. Right. Italian leather I do shoes. think. I mean, someone did DM me, which um, I thought was interesting. Point, which is that in you know, in like Nazi Germany, like the state sort of like took over all of the companies. Yeah. So it wasn't true. like fully a choice. But I do think you there were companies that were like asking for more forced laborers. Like right. requesting and also that. like yeah. yeah, they took them over. But like the people th- that doesn't mean that the people running the companies and profiting from them were not like happy to be doing that. Right. Yeah. Which I mean is that's more it's hard to know. Yeah. You can't know who was like super into it. But yeah, that is um, very, I don't know. It's, I'm just happy Kanye was canceled from that contract. But at the same time, like, I don't think we've seen the last of him. So yeah. Crazy. What do you, what do you think about this Kim Kardashian, Ivanka Trump thing? Um, the thing that's struck that, okay, here's the thing. I do believe that they probably like crossed paths and maybe have like been friendly in the past. I do think it was a weird choice to go to dinner for three hours in that particular spot at this particular moment. And I wonder if she, like, if Kim thought, maybe people will think, will defend me going to, with Ivanka because she's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe she did the, like, I have a black friend reasoning about it. Right. Yeah, it seemed, I mean, it seemed to be somewhat linked to her statement like denouncing anti-Semitism a little bit. Somehow it's, I feel like the two are connected. She also didn't denounce anti-Semitism. She says, I stand with Jewish people, which is different because anti-Semitism. What is the difference? Okay. Anti-Semitism involves like narratives, like very old narratives about like Jews running the world and about like blood libel. The things that Kanye is saying specifically are like anti-Semitic tropes. Like they're, He's like reactivating like old ideas that people sort of like harbor and then let out once it's acceptable. Standing with Jewish people could mean like 
is just like kind of a vague, it's different than, it, to me, it's a different thing. I'm sure maybe to her it's not, but like she didn't denounce what he said. Well, she didn't even mention him. Exactly. Right. Standing with you, like, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I mean, obviously they are very entangled, but with these four kids. I, I was know. willing to honestly, I was kind of giving her the benefit of the doubt before. I was thinking like, oh, they're, it's her kid's parent. Like she probably has a lot of things to think about and consider and deal with here. And I was like willing to give her the benefit of the doubt until that Ivanka photo. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that is just so, she knows what she's doing by right. going with Ivanka understand. Trump and going to that location with Ivanka Trump. And I just don't understand why she thought it would be a good time. But then right. I'm like, oh, actually, I do understand why she thought it would be a good time. And it's because she wants to be a different person than the person I want her to be. Right. Yeah. No, I don't really, I don't fully, fully get what her thought process was there, but maybe more will be out there. What do you think? Of, oh, just to go back to the Taylor Swift music video thing. Did you hear about this thing where they're like the antihero music video included the scene where she steps on a scale and it reveals the word fat instead of a number. And then like people complained and then they removed it. And she tweeted that the video was supposed to be show her nightmare scenarios and intrusive thoughts. Um, I did see something about that. Actually, I did see that you know, that's, that's upsetting that they removed it, honestly, because I think that that is, like, the whole point, the point. of what she yeah. was saying. The, it's not like it said a number and it said fat. It said, like, whatever you look like, right. it's going to – you feel that that number means that. And she's admitted to having an eating disorder, so I feel like it's sort of, like, the art that's, like, expressing yeah. what that meant to her. I agree. I hate that they made that – that people complained and had that taken out because that is – that that is how you express. You're right. Like exactly what you just said. Like that is how you express that feeling in art. Right. I guess like if you don't get it, or if maybe you're like a younger kid and you don't understand the video, that would be you would just take it for what you see, which is like fat is bad. Imagine if there's a museum, and like there was an art, there was a piece of art that like essentially meant that, that mm -hmm. showed that. Like, are you gonna like? not let your kid look at that art like you know yeah no i agree especially again because of especially the point that she's trying to make she's not trying to glamorize that right it's almost better than if she were just like not addressing that and like glorifying thinness or something you know when people are like you can't say anything anymore yeah that's that like that's a perfect example of it like where like expression itself is limited by like just at, at that point like anything can offend anybody you guys should do a triggered about this on oversharing about the the song the, the, the sale the scale that says fat yeah i mean if someone has to write it in <laughs> does it have to be me uh no because no. you're not triggered by it yeah no um yeah. yeah no i think i wish i i do understand like the argument of like parents of like young kids are impressionable. Like I understand that that is really important, but like maybe things should have ratings then. Yeah. I think these videos should have ratings because then people yeah. who, who are old enough to get them can get them. And people who are not ready don't need to consume them. Or at least if you're younger, you know that it's like rated above your age. Right. 
I'm Betch's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Our last topic, really, is the Travis Scott cheating on Kylie Jenner thing. Have you seen this? Yeah. Yes. How are you? Are you surprised by this, Tamia? It's like, yeah, okay. Duh. I feel like in, in Hollywood, it's always called like cheating or like this betrayal. But I do kind of feel like People on that side of the country have a different view about monogamy. They're just not talking about it. So I just like, there's part of me that just doesn't really believe that like anyone is cheating on anyone. Like even mm-hmm. though it's more like, I think the, the, the betrayal in most of these scenarios where you hear about cheating, even in the like Olivia Wilde scenario, I think is more about like you let this become public versus like you had sex with someone else. Mm-hmm. I believe that for not everybody, but yeah, I do. Like, do you think Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson? Like, how that maybe like, not. <laughs> but they're like older school. They're not like a new couple, okay. new media couple. I don't know because I can't speak for everybody. But you know, maybe, maybe it is. I again can't speak for them. But does it surprise me that like? Kylie and Travis wouldn't maybe have like the best communication around their <laughs> their boundaries around monogamy, like, and therefore there might be some gray area for like what's too disrespectful for him to do. Right. Obviously, we don't know Kylie, but like she strikes me as like a particularly immature person. Clearly. Who is, yeah, like generally speaking. There's nothing going on up there. Like, I think even with Kenzel, like, I think Kenzel could have a conversation about our relationship and like express emotions like I find it hard to imagine Kylie like having any sort of real conversation about any element of her life yeah and for that reason I'm like a self-made billionaire though okay yeah yeah, okay (laughs) she's a one on the scale like yeah (laughs) um I see like 
I just, I agree with you where it's like the cheating doesn't feel real because it doesn't feel like there's anything right a betrayal to cheat off. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I I agree with you, but to me, I'm like, okay, I, this headline is unsurprising and boring. Right. I think they're all like all of them are like having sex with everyone. I believe though that Chloe doesn't want Tristan to sleep with anybody else. And he cheats. I believe that Chloe doesn't want Tristan to father other children while he's while he's with her. I believe that Chloe doesn't want Tristan to hook up with her sister's friend and then it get out publicly. I kind of feel like if he were really good at being really discreet about it, she would I mean, she's kind of she's been f- not fine, but she's gotten over him doing like pretty public fucked up stuff. I think if she, if if he were like, "Listen, like I don't believe in monogamy." I'm going to hook up with people, but I'll make sure that no, that it's not a public thing. I actually feel like she might be okay with it. Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Can you see him being like her being like, well, if you're on the road, like if I'm on, he's on the road and like, he's out like fine, but like, just don't father another child. Like wear a condom. Don't hook up with my sister's friend. Like, <laughs> no, like- I think you're right. I think, I think you're definitely right about that. I, but I do feel like that is probably more like spelled out or like mutually understood in the relationship between Chloe and Tristan rather than Kylie and Travis, where I just feel like they're just, it almost feels like they probably just like live parallel as like, as a, but they're like called a couple. Right. And they have this like, this like family for, for show. Yeah. And just for like, it's lucrative. Yeah. And it's not that deep because they're not that deep. And it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my take on them. Yeah. Well, good for them. <laughs> Bad for them. Bad for them. <laughs> Bad for them. We will, I'm sure we will be watching this couple for longer than we want to. Yes. Um, should we send someone to the island? We can't send Kanye mm. again. We can't send Kanye again because we've sent him, I feel like, a couple times. And also, it's like too nice. He shouldn't. Yeah, he's not going to the camp. He should again. I think when I was Travis with Eileen, we sent him to like Auschwitz or something. Um, to Did learn. you know that the um, like the Holocaust Museum invited him and he turned them down? And he was like, "My my Holocaust Museum is Planned Parenthood. It's like a right wing um, talking point. It makes sense in like those terms." But anyway, so maybe we should send Travis Scott. I guess we could send him or Stephen Demarco. Yeah, let's send Stephen Demarco. I guess we're send, we're 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 allowed to send fictional characters too in shows that we talk about. Yes, yes. Or okay. should we send Le- Lisa Rinna? I feel like we can't send Lisa Rinna because she, she really Kathy wasn't Hilton the worst. Really, is the one who did something wrong, right? What if we send Kathy Hilton? I do feel like Kathy Hilton is sort of col- like gaslighting us as a nation. Yes, and I'm kind of like. Okay I want to send it? her for that reason. I know, but why am I okay with it? <laughs> right. I shouldn't be okay. I want to like, send her for that reason. I think we need to send her because we need to stand up against people that's who true. gaslight the nation. We should send her. That's true. Let's because send Kat- she can't she can't distract us with her wacky, charming yeah. ways of being First ever- Kathy Hilton. <laughs> She's then Kanye West. <laughs> I feel like um Kathy Hilton is like Katie Heron and Rinna is like Regina George, where she's like you try to pretend you're so innocent. Just like, oh, like the lady and hunky dory, but like you're a mean we, girl, it, Kathy. You're a bitch. So true. I, I actually said something like that on mention at all. Like she Kathy, like I almost think even what she wore to the reunion, like she purposely dressed like really matronly and like showed up looking like fucking Queen Elizabeth. So that so she innocent. could like right. So she could look like 
oh, I'm so silly. Kamo sabe. Like, I don't know anything. I've never said anything in my life. Like, yeah. I don't talk like that. It's like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, of course, talk like that, Kathy. Like, we've all seen Paris in Love. We've read House of Hilton. We we watch you be a bitch. Like, it's just, yeah. Kathy Hilton's going to the Cayman. I think she's, she's the going- kind of person that's, like, really charming until you cross her. And then she's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But, like, shadily. Yeah. I guess we have to send her. We I have do, to send her. Right. I do still dislike Rinna more than her. Me too. Which is wrong. No, maybe it's, it's not wrong. Maybe it's not wrong. Maybe they're they're both bad in very different we don't, ways. We don't know them. That's the other thing. And we here's the also thing. We didn't actually see Kathy's meltdown. So you don't right. like even though you've heard she said these things which sound awful, you haven't actually physically seen it. So it is maybe she's just like doesn't seem as villainous because you haven't if maybe if we saw the meltdown where she was saying that stuff, it would be a different story. Do I believe she doesn't have a camera in her house? Right. Do I believe um, she wouldn't use it if she did? Kathy would kill her. She would not expose Um, it, but maybe she has seen it. Do I believe she called Dorit a big dumb idiot? Yes. Yeah, of course. Definitely. definitely. Do I believe she called them peons? Yes. Do I believe Rinna also said to her, you're speaking to the, choir? To the choir? Yes. I do believe I do believe 100%. that also. Because Rinna didn't even really deny that. Of course Rinna said that. Of course Rinna said yeah. that. She wasn't going to be like, no, I disagree with this tantrum you're having. Right. She's probably egging her on, like, keep going. Right. Oh, right. More. Right. It also is so annoying that Diana was, like, going to be there and then wasn't. I think she, like, is trying to save herself from whatever. That, that was so weird with her, like, saying that she was going to invest, put money into investigating who said that to Garcelle's son. Yeah. She also said she was, like, sending money to Haiti because, like, Garcelle wasn't. It's, she's, she's also a fucking weirdo. Right. There's something wrong with her. She's not coming back. I, I hope so. I don't want I, that. I think it's very slim to none chance that she's coming back. Yeah. Well, Kathy, have fun in the Caymans. Have fun in the Caymans. Next year, we will rank all the celebrity and interesting Halloween costumes we see. And hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the At Batches podcast. You can follow me at Jordana Abraham. I'm at Sammy. And please leave us a review. We love that you guys have been reviewing us. We really, really appreciate it. We promise we love each other. We don't hate each other. We do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you don't have to like be all... You're my best friend. We're not like up each other's asses. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all like each other. We like having a little sparky debate. It's more fun that I always think it's more fun that way. You know what show I used to love? Like Bill Maher. Yes. To have all the different political people. I was the the OG Bill Maher watcher. I know. You were definitely before me. And when I say I liked it, I mean like I watched it like twice a year. Well, but I did have the panel. (laughs) You know, I'm not that into politics. But (laughs) yeah. Well, I did like the the format. Yes. I mean, it's a shame there. You know, I guess his show's still on, but like, I agree. I love the panel format where people like kind of talk civilly, but are in a debate. Yes. That's what, that's what we're doing here. This is the Bill Maher of pop culture. Just, you know, ever we're not, we're not experts and we're far less informed and our opinions are sometimes wrong, but we don't go viral every, every Saturday morning because we said something offensive the night before. That's that too. Yes. (laughs) Well, we hope to get to that level. Um, (laughs) anyway we will be back next week thanks for listening bye 
At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.